Hey there, friend. Welcome back. I'm Ben, a big thinker and deep feeler who is simply trying to live life to the fullest. I really just want to get the most out of this beautiful opportunity that we have. For me, that means feeling connected to myself, connected to others, having meaningful relationships, but also feeling connected to the bigger picture, to nature, to the flow of life, and just how I fit into this grand scheme of things. For me, this is really about feeling truly alive. Feeling truly alive, but also having a greater impact as well. I want to experience joy in my life, in all the moments, but I also want to feel like I'm contributing to the whole. Like when I leave this earthly uh, plane, it is better for it. So with that, uh, thanks for being here. I would invite you to subscribe if this is something that feels good to you. And something I'm going to talk about today, I kind of want to introduce uh, something that I, I want to do a little bit more in this space. And I'm having a lot of fun recently uh, getting these creative urges back to, to really figure out how I want to utilize my space here with you and how that feels most meaningful. One of the things that I've continued to come back to a lot <laughs> uh, recently, and recently meaning the past like year or two, probably even a little bit more out than that, but is basically having meaningful conversations, talking about meaningful shit. Those are like the things that just continue to be very true to me, and I just really haven't done that in any real way. Every once in a while, I'll post something on Instagram uh, or I'll have, you know, these like deeper conversations with friends, of course, but I've never really done that in, in any type of public sphere. So I want to start doing that. I want to start doing that using the podcast, using my YouTube channel to start to talk about these things. Now, what... I really want to bring to this space because everybody's out there infusing conversations with their opinion. Everybody is out there, or, or I should say many people are out there highly <laughs> intellectualizing uh, co these conversations. My goal, my intention is to come at these really meaningful, important concepts, topics, conversations, etc. from a deeply grounded place, rooted in heart. This is what I think is really cool about Big Thinker, Deep Feeler, is that I believe myself and many of you have the ability to not only think intellectually about something, but to come back to your heart in that conversation. And this takes a lot of fucking work. <laughs> it is really, really difficult 
to be grounded in that. And that's going to be part of the conversation today, actually. Uh, which I guess with that, why don't we just jump right into what it is. I'm going to be talking about why we're so divided, specifically as a country in the United States. Now, this goes to people as a whole, you know, humans in the collective, but I specifically want to talk about what I know the most, which is uh, the situation in the United States. And this isn't going to be a highly politicized conversation, um, but politics will be involved. But it's more so because that matters, right? Because that's essentially what creates this division. I am going to use a very specific example that is current to May of 2022 as well that really uh, has continued to bring this up for me, but we'll get to that. So my theory that I feel pretty strongly about, about why we are so divided is, and this, by the way, is not like anything uh, groundbreaking or innovative, but essentially that the reason we're so divided is because we do not have the ability to think critically anymore, as a collective, at least, or it is greatly, greatly diminished. Now, most people would stop the argument there, or the theory there, and, you know, that would be it, right? We don't have the ability to think critically. Now, I think that's very, very true, but I think there's even another layer that we need to talk about, and that is that why can't we think critically? Well, because we're not grounded in our emotional center. We are reactive. Now, technology and the way things that are set up these days in terms of social media channels and things like that enable this emotional reactivity rather than a well-thought-out response to sit with something, to process something, and then to respond in a meaningful, intentional way. We are just enabled to react, to (laughs) just punch back, to come from this place of uh, fear, essentially, is what most of this emotional reactivity is rooted in. And there it ends. And it's just this constant back and forth where, you know, both both sides, so to speak, are just throwing punches and no real movement is made. Now, this is totally understandable. I'm a human. I have this emotional reactivity just like anybody else. Uh, I've talked about this before and I will continue to bring it up in these conversations because because it matters. If I can do this, then so can you. And the reason I say that is because I'm incredibly emotionally reactive. I am a very passionate human being, which has a lot of beautiful, beneficial pieces to it, but it can also be kind of dangerous if I'm not careful. And all that I mean by that is that I... I have very intense reactions to things. Now, what I try to do, and that I think that most people don't do, 
and I fail at this quite a bit, is noticing that emotional reaction and rather than immediately putting that out there in the world, acknowledging it and being like, ah, that was intense. <laughs> let's let's see if we can like sit and process this and try to see things or feel things from different perspectives, different angles. So that is that's kind of the the high level here is that we can't think critically. We continue to have this back and forth that is just that because it's just based in emotional reactivity. There's very little processing. There's very little trying to understand where somebody else might be coming from, what the other side's argument is about, so to speak. With that, let's bring in the specific example that I am going to share today that is uh, really continued to bring this up for me recently and why I felt the need to share about this. And that is the issue with Roe versus Wade being brought back up and rediscussed everything around that, right? Again, the purpose of this conversation is to not get political. It's not even to really get too passionate about anything, which I will <laughs> as I speak here uh, because that's what I do and because I'm not going to hide my uh, humanness here. Um, but the intention is to use this as to, to observe how what has gone on here and... Uh, yeah, as our kind of specimen. So we all know what's going on here. For me, from a high level, in general, this is uh, ridiculous. It's utterly ridiculous. It's incredibly frustrating and sad, infuriating. And I am a white man. I'm not a female. I'm not having my body attacked in this conversation here. I don't need to personally feel unsafe in my own body, but I do by proxy because I have a wife. I have women in my life that I care about. To me, this is ridiculous, right? And this, like, it's, it's not an issue of politics. You have your right as a human being to have an opinion on abortion. What you don't have an opinion on <laughs> is what we're talking about in this conversation of Roe versus Wade. It's not the fucking same thing, right? There is human rights and there's policy. There's politics. This particular instance falls into this is just inhumane, what we're talking about here. Again, you can have your opinions on abortion. I may not agree with them, but you may have them. And that's totally fine, and I respect that. Now, the, the where this all stemmed for me, though, is that there's been this argument thrown around by conservatives 
that are essentially coming back to the COVID situation. Talking about masking, talking about vaccine mandates, and saying, oh, now we want to talk about like my body, my choice, which we don't have to go down this rabbit hole, but that didn't make sense from the start. <laughs> um, taking this kind of, uh, this, this abortion thing and then applying it to COVID and masking. And um, so what's really frustrating about me, uh, about this to me, is that what conservatives are saying is, oh, now we're going to talk about this. Like, oh, th this is a, th this, like, so first and foremost, before we dig into anything, immediately, this, this thing that is happening right now, and again, I really don't give a shit about sides as much as like, we have this event, we have this thing that's happening, there, it's inhumane. Rather than conservatives stepping in to support liberals, again, it really should just be women in general, uh, <laughs> but, but conservatives see it as sides, right? But it's like, rather than them stepping in and saying, you know what, I don't think that abortion is right, I don't agree with abortion, but this situation's fucked up. This is not okay. To me, that is a healthy emotional response. That is collaboration. That is understanding that we don't all have to see things from the same point of view. We can have differing opinions. But we are still going to, at the end of the day, be there for fellow human beings. Be able to put down our swords and say, you know what, this is fucked. I don't stand for this. I don't agree with all parts of this topic, but this, this in particular is not okay. And instead of doing that, what many conservatives have done, this argument that I continue to see repeatedly that pisses me off, is putting this next to this conversation about COVID and masking and even vaccine mandates and saying, oh, now liberals want to talk about this. Here's the thing. These are two incredibly different situations. Now, hang with me if you don't agree. <laughs> These are two very different situations they do both involve human bodies. I'll give you that much. But that's where the similarities end. Because the, this, the Roe vs. Wade thing that we're doing, we're, we're talking about here, is we're talking about a woman's body, a human body, that will literally be put in jeopardy and sentenced to death in certain situations. That individual's safety is 100% determined by this particular law, mandate, etc. Whereas on the other side of these, the, the scale that we're these scales that we're balancing here, 
Now, is there an individual repercussion in the COVID situation of a mask, eye roll, or <laughs> vaccine complex? Yes, there is an individual effect. But guess what else there is? There is a collective effect. Now, real quick, disclaimer here before I kind of finish off this piece of it is I actually can see where people are coming from when it comes to COVID and the complexities of what, uh, the, um, specifically vaccines, not a mask. I, I don't, like, if you're bitching about wearing a mask, you're an entitled asshole, quite frankly. And this, again, I'm not coming from, like, a liberal standpoint. I'm just saying that doesn't make any sense. Like, if that's something that you're complaining about and it could potentially be saving lives, then you're you're delusional. Like, you have, <laughs> you're just really focused on the wrong things because that's a minor, minor inconvenience if potentially what you're doing is saving lives. Now, that said, the vaccine thing does get a little bit more dicey. Why? Because that does affect an individual body. That does. I've had chronic health issues. My wife has had chronic health issues. I have friends that have had chronic health issues. It is very scary to put something else in your body when you don't know how your body is going to react to it. I personally was terrified to get the vaccine. I got it because I thought that was what was right for my body and for the collective. My point here is that I can see where people feel uncomfortable about that. I'm not saying I agree, but what I'm saying is that I can see where people would be scared, where people would want to deny it for their own personal reasons. I don't think that's necessarily right, but I can see that side. So, with all that said, at the end of the day, though, COVID situation and asking you to do something with your body was because that it was decided that that was right for the collective. Was it? I mean, again, right. Like, there, there's so many offshoots of we don't tr truly, truly know, like... Yes, science tells us that, but, you know, plenty of people that are on the other side of things would tell you that's not the case or whatever. But the point is there were collective repercussions involved in the COVID situation. There are not collective repercussions involved in the abortion situation. You're conflating two very different situations when you're saying... Oh, now it's my body, my choice. It's completely different. It's not the same thing. So, <laughs> to kind of wrap this up, <clears throat> a step back from the specific argument a little bit. So to me, that's frustrating, right? It's frustrating to see people using this. They Rather than supporting a fellow human being, they are twisting this thing into, ooh, now I see an in. Now I see a way that I can get my words in, get my opinion in, and show them why they are wrong. 
show them where they fucked up rather than coming to their aid and feeling into the fear of women everywhere. This is why we are divided. We react emotionally. We react from a place of defensiveness and fear. We're not responding from a place of love. We're not taking the time to consider other sides than our own. And until we can do that, in my opinion, we're going to continue to have this back and forth, jab for jab, little to no progress made, everybody feeling slighted. If everybody's acting from a place of defensiveness, when does that move? If you're in a partnership, if you're in a relationship, a romantic one, and you have a fight with your partner, and you guys are both defensive, how much progress is made? None. It doesn't shift, doesn't change until somebody is willing to say, I fucked up. Or, okay, maybe I was wrong here. Or, I could see where you're really scared, upset, hurt. Then we can proceed. So with that, uh, yeah, I just wanted to put that out there and say that it's it's sad for me to see because it just feels like it's going to be really, really difficult to shift this. I think the positive of technology and the channels that we have to interact is that we can have conversation. These things can be discussed. I can share this with you. You can talk back to me. Uh, Beautiful things can be spread as well. So I'm definitely not coming from a place of social media is negative. All this is bad. Um, But it is messy and it is necessary to have these conversations. And it's going to be painful. It's going to be difficult. It's going to be hard. But we need to have this kind of grounded discourse and able to move forward. So with that, uh, thank you for for sharing the space with me here. Thank you for listening with an open mind and an open heart because that's what we need going forward. I don't claim to be right. I don't claim to have looked at all of the angles myself. But I do think that I am sharing from a place that is of relative groundedness and I really, really just want to have these conversations with you. So thanks for being here. Thanks for hanging out. I would say uh, if you feel pulled, shoot me a comment below. Uh, What of this spoke to you? What do you totally agree with? What do you uh, definitely disagree with? Um, and I ask you to respond with love. I'm totally fine if you don't agree, but, um, please take a moment before responding and I'll be happy to hear from you. Thanks y'all. Much love. Benjamin.